memory strip me now and then is that still the same all right so we'll go ahead and get started tonight prayer this evening and I'd failed to mention uh, this morning to continue to pray for Brother Mike Hoggard and his family. Um, I know some folks have asked one of the things that we were praying for them, um, their little grandson uh, uh, has a skull fracture and uh, so asking that you remember that in your prayers. <coughs> so lifting him up, our revival services, remember that in your prayers. Those that are upcoming, our regular services, our country. Uh, we do have elections on Tuesday for primaries, so we'll be praying about that. If you haven't already early voted, um, so lift that, up, lift them up in prayer. Any others you want to call by name tonight?
everybody else. All right, I'm sure we've all got lost loved ones unspoken, so would you stand with us tonight? We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Johnny, will you open us this evening? Go ahead and grab your blue book and turn to page 94, page 94.
flip over to page 98. Page 254.
page 256.
to the other side, we will understand. While we're down here, we just have faith and believe it. And you know, I'm thankful tonight as we um, talked about this morning, uh, rejected. The people rejected the word of God all throughout the scripture and even yet today still rejecting the word of God. But there are some of us who, uh, I, I don't know how to put it, got wise. caught on, listened, realized that what was being said was not a fairy tale, but was reality. My Bible is truth. I'm going to tell you that this evening. My Bible is truth. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say that there are some folks who say, well, you know, I think it's right. No, it is right. My Bible's truth. So I'm glad for that this evening because I did not reject God forever. But now in receiving Christ Jesus, I go on to rejoice. Remember I said this morning, <clears throat> I was studying the word rejoice and ended up studying out rejected. And I looked through the scriptures and seen all the times that the children of Israel rejected God and how much better off they would have been if they would rejoiced in the Lord. Things would have been different for them. You got your Bibles. We'll be in Leviticus chapter 23 to start off with this evening. Now, I did do something tonight. I gave uh, Brother Sutal a copy of the outline notes that we have. And I've said this before. If you want a, a copy of the scriptures we're using, uh, just let me know. We'll get them to you. If you want them beforehand, I won't give them to you if you plan on preaching on them or teaching on them without me. So... I don't share my messages up front, but I would if you want them to do that. I'm trying to use a lot more scripture in our preaching. I believe that it's true that the more scripture you use, the more word of God you've been in. And I'll tell you what, the more word of God you've been in, the better off you're going to be. Leviticus chapter 23, if you would stand with us this evening and we'll read in the word of God. Chapter 23 and verse 40, it says, And you shall take you on the first day that brought goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the bow of the thick trees, and willow, and the brook, and you shall rejoice before your Lord, your God, seven days. I want you to think about what was just said there. The children of Israel were told something to do, and, and I... I won't spend a lot of time in this, but think about the, the feasting that they did and the rejoicing that they did. And God says that on the first day, you're to take these things. And he says, look at this, and ye shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. Father, tonight I'm thankful, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I'm thankful, dear God, tonight to be in thy word. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would lead us and guide us and direct us as we go through it tonight. Father, help us to bring forth a point that would help us through this next seven days. God, to get us through the few days that we have until Wednesday and then the next few days that we have until the next Sunday. But Father, that we would have these things in our hearts, that we would rejoice in them, dear God, to be strengthened till you come. And we'll praise you, Father. We'll thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
I want to talk about this word tonight, and I've got just a few scriptures of rejoicing, but it says rejoice before. And every time we rejoice before, it's going to be followed up with the Lord or with God or the Lord thy God. But we're going to be rejoicing tonight. We're going to rejoice in the moment in the word rejoice in. And I'll tell you something, if you start getting some rejoicing in your heart, you'll start having a good time. I, I thought about this as we was looking over the scriptures and we, like I said, had started this out and then ended up with rejected and and stuff. And I was thinking how often it is that we come into the house of God and yet we come without rejoicing. We come without the scene. This morning when I got here, I'll be honest with you, I was really prepared and, and packed up, you might say, for the message. And it seemed like the, the, the house this morning was just quiet. Quiet as could be. I thought, somebody going to have to wake somebody up. Can I say, if we'll come ready to rejoice, we'll be awake. Told them to rejoice before the Lord seven days. Drop off, if you would, over to the book of Deuteronomy. Again, we're not going to spend maybe just a whole lot of time in, in looking too hard because I've got several verses to go through, but I want you to think about this Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, we'll start reading in verse 12. It said, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. Now look at that again, church. Look at what's going on. And your sons and your daughters and your manservants and your maidservants and the Levites that is within your gates, for as much as he hath no part nor inheritance with you, take heed to yourselves that you offer not by burnt offerings in every place that thou seest, but in the place which the Lord shall choose. And one of thy tribes, and thou shalt Offer thy burnt offerings, and there shalt thou do that which I command, or do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in the gates, and whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord God, which he hath given thee. The unclean and the clean may eat thereof as the roe brook and as the heart. Only ye shall not eat the blood, ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. Thou mayest not eat within the gates of the tent of the corn, or the wine, or thy oil, or the firstling of the herd, or thy flock, nor any thy vow which thou vowed, nor the free will offering, or heave offering of thine hand. But thou mayest eat them before the Lord thy God, in the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou and thy sons and thy daughters, thy manservants and thy maidservants, and the Levites that were within the gates, and thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God in all that thou puttest thine hand unto. Now I want you to think about taking in, we said, we sing the song, I shall enter his gates with praise, I shall enter his courts with thanksgiving. And here's an offering, a free will offering, and we look at these things here in the sacrificing that we do, and yet he says, all of these things you shall do, you shall rejoice before. He starts off in verse 12, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and your sons and your daughters and your men servants and your maid servants and the Levites that is within your gates for as much as he hath no part nor inheritance with you. Think about this, they weren't to own anything, but yet God says this in the 12th verse, rejoice before the Lord your God. And then he says, your sons, your daughters, your maid servants and your maid servants. Everybody rejoice. 
And he ends up and he says, but thou mayest eat them before the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou and thy sons and thy daughters and thy maidservants and thy maidservants and the Levites that is within thy gates. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord your God or thy God in all that thou puttest thy hand unto. Now think about it this way this evening. God tells us to start off with rejoicing. Then he says again, after you do all these things, go ahead and rejoice. But he, he does something that I love in this. He mentions that we do it with our families. We do it with those that are servitude or servants in their house. But, and I would say it this way tonight. God has called each and every one of us to be servant one to another. Our brothers and sisters were to help one another in this. So maybe it is tonight if we would look at it today. I don't have any man servants. I don't have any maid servants. And, and I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm pretty thankful for that. I'd hate to have that responsibility in order to be that type of a person. But on the same hand, what I do have tonight is this, that God tells us to rejoice. Showing our sons and our daughters how to rejoice is vitally important if we expect to have any type of a church in the next generation. Any type of a church that will continue on through the day and hour in which we're living in. And I, I'm just telling you tonight, church, as we look at this and we think about these words, it's not easy to just simply get up and rejoice. You really got to have something special in your life. And I think that that's where we might lack just a little bit every so often is that we don't, we don't understand the specialness that we have in our lives in having God as our God and Jesus as our Savior and the Holy Ghost as our leader. Amen. You ever thought about it? God the Father sitting on the throne since Christ the Son to die in our stead, who returns to God the Father sitting on the throne, interceding for you and I, and making it possible by sending back God the Holy Ghost to live in our lives and to guide us, to lead us and keep us, to show us in the Word the things that God has for us in the Word. And I will say this, there are a lot of folks, and I, and I don't mean to be too mean tonight, but there are a lot of folks who have no fun at church because they're, one, not right with God. Two, they don't see any rejoicing in God. And I'm just here to tell you tonight, church, that if you don't rejoice and I don't rejoice in the Lord, how do we expect anybody else to rejoice in the Lord? Amen. I mean, we start to sit here and think about it this way. We just sing this song. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gates with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice in him for it made me glad. And then we, we're not glad, though. So it sounds more like this. I will We don't have it. We don't have it. We didn't leave home with it. When we left home, maybe on the way to church, the devil got us into a fight. And when we got to church, we didn't have it because the devil took it on the way to church. Maybe it is. We, and I say again, maybe it was that we never had it in the first place. We wasn't getting at home, so we didn't have it to leave with. And the devil didn't want us to get it on the way to church. I, I thought about this. There are times when I think that God is really wanting to do something. The devil's trying to stop it from happening. I thought about that this morning just a little bit, and I asked the Lord just to help me preach the message anyways. Regardless if anybody made a noise or not. 
You know why? Because when we reject the word of God, we're not rejecting the man. We're rejecting God. We're rejecting Jesus Christ. The same is if we rejoice in the word of God, we're rejoicing in God. We're rejoicing in Jesus Christ. And God is telling us to do these things. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, it says this in verse 11. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God. Thou and thy sons and thy daughter and thy manservants and thy maidservants and the Levites that is within the gates and the strangers and the fatherless and the widow that were that are among you in the place which the Lord thy God chose to be the place his name there. Now think about it this way, church. Do we not believe that God chose this church to be here? I wasn't here in 1957. I wasn't here in 1940, whenever it was that, that they started out the church and the, the little building. They always heard it called the little building, the little church. I wasn't here when it all started. I'm here today. I think in 2007, when God brought us down here, that God intended for this church to be here. Along the way, I think there are times when we doubted whether or not God wanted this church to be here. And we still just steadfast and we prayed and, the, and we begin to think about it and we begin to wonder about it. And here's the deal. I think God wants us here, but I think God wants us rejoicing in being here. Because if we're here where he is, then church, a place he has chosen is worthy to rejoice in. And that's what God said. Think about it. And thou shalt rejoice before the Lord. A lot of times it's hard to rejoice when we don't think we're seeing what we want. I, I was thinking, they was talking, uh, I, I was talking, I guess, talking about the graduation and things going on. I, I never had a graduation party. I, I graduated and went to work. I mean, that's the way it was. I was at work. On, on uh, starting May 1st at the gas company, Monday through Friday, I'd go to school, I'd get out of school, and I would go to work. And I would go to school, and I'd get out of work. And I'd go to school and get out of work. And I don't remember what June 3rd was, if it was on a Saturday or what it was. Uh, but I know this, that I graduated, and on the next Monday, I was at work. And we didn't have no party. I worked. Been working ever since. Do you miss having a party? Do you regret having a party? No, I really don't because I tell you the truth. At that time, my party probably wouldn't have been a good party. But I have a greater party going on in my life right now than I ever could have been. I ought to rejoice. A lot of folks rejoice over everything but salvation. They rejoice over everything but coming to church. I mean, if you stop to think about it tonight, where in the world can you go and be in a better group of people than where you are right now tonight? Amen. I mean, if you went out to eat this afternoon, do you think you was in a better group of people? Do you, do you ever stop to think about that? We, we'll have celebration parties in places there, and we'll show up, and there'll be a few of us there or something like that. But, but really, to be honest with you, how many of those people are going to rejoice with you in the things that matter the most? I mean, it's all right. Happy birthday. Congratulations, you know. Good anniversary. Congratulations. Hey, I'm saved. Oh, wait a second now. Don't be talking about religion here. But here, it's all about religion. A faith in Jesus Christ. 
being born again through the blood of Jesus Christ, being able to open a word of God and read what God has to say about God's love towards you through Jesus Christ. We ought to rejoice before the Lord. Chapter 27, verse 7, Deuteronomy, and it says, Thou shalt offer peace offering, and thou shalt eat there and rejoice before the Lord your God. You, you know something? There's kind of a theory here going on, too, if you haven't noticed it. There's a lot of times there's food involved. You know what? There's two types of food. There's physical food and there's spiritual food. I like physical food. Had some this afternoon. Have a little bit more this evening after service. I had some breakfast. I like physical food, but I'm going to tell you something, church. I'm hungry. I love spiritual food. I really do. I, I mean, I want spiritual food. I, I want God to do something and move in ways that, that we've not seen. I mean, after all, I, I mean, just to be honest with you, we, we sung the song this morning, Miracle in Me, and, and by, I know that it was a miracle in my life when God saved me. But, but can I tell you, I can go through my life and talk about some of the miracles that I've seen God do, and yet today we don't think about those miracles. It was a miracle. I, I was born and not very old, had spinal meningitis and survived as a baby. It was a miracle as I was laying up in the hospital in, in, in Oklahoma and a tornado come through and, and all the nurses fled the floor and left me up there by myself. You talk about some things happened then. I wasn't old enough to remember that, but I can tell you this. I pulled the IV out of my neck, my head. I bled out. And I say bled out, there's blood everywhere as they, they tell the story. And, and when they found me there, I, I mean, I was still alive. I was still going. And, and you say, well, Brother Harney, you know, you, it, it, you was just saying, hey, listen to me. The nurses were so scared. They took off and left a baby there to fend for himself. I mean, over my life, God has spared me more than once. It's a miracle. But the greatest miracle I ever got was the day that I got saved. We ought to rejoice before the Lord. And rejoice with some food, spiritual food. And rejoice with physical food. Psalms chapter 68, if you'd go over there this evening. We've got a few verses to read in Psalms chapter 68. We was over there this morning. And I know I read several passages of scripture there this morning out of Psalms 119. And again, if you want that, we'll be more than glad to get it to you. Excuse me. Starting in verse 1, Psalms chapter 68 said, let, the, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee before him. Now I'm going to tell you something. They say to keep your enemies close, right? Well, God says that he sends his enemies on a scatter. And the enemies of God scatter. I don't want the devil close. I want him far away. Matter of fact, if you don't like God tonight, then I wouldn't care if you sat further away from me than anybody else did. And matter of fact, if you don't like God tonight, uh, you, I'm not trying to be too mean, but if you, if you don't like God, you don't love God, and you know you don't, and you don't want to, it, it's all right with me if you just go outside. Say, Brother Ernie, why would you say that? Because I don't want a hindering of the Spirit of God. 
And you come in here hating God and not liking God, and, and those are the th attitudes you have, and you come to just sow discord. And Bible says, he that is a heretic after the second, just to get rid of them. Don't, don't, don't do anything with them. It says, the smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish in the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceeding rejoice. I, I'm going to tell you something. God's trying to get a hold of us for a minute there, if you think about it. He said, but the, let the righteous be glad. Every righteous person ought to have a smile on their face. <laughs> if you ain't got one, I ain't tickling you. Think about it. Let them, talking about the righteous, let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceeding rejoice. Not just a little bit, but hey, it's okay, church, to throw your hands up in the air. It's okay, church, to say amen. It's okay, church, to get a, a little happier, get a little, uh, I don't know what they call it, a, a little joy in your step there. I, I was thinking one day I was watching Brother Lonnie Burks preaching, and I, I just turned my head at the wrong time, and Lynetta goes, did you see that? I said, he said his foot come higher than the podium. I ain't that limber, but I'd sure like to feel that way. Say, Brother Ernie, why don't you? I'm working on it. You know, we can react in the emotion or we can grow in the spirit. That's the difference right there, church. Growing in the spirit of God, singing to God, sing praises unto his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by the name of Jah and rejoice before him. Church, we got to rejoice before God. And then in chapter 96 and verse 12, we'll get to this, and then we'll get to the rest of them here in a minute. It says, let the field be joyful, and all that is therein, then shall the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. I think I cut, cut off the end of that. I have to reprint my notes. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it takes verse 13, too. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall the tree and the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people, or excuse me, and the people with his truth. And, and let's think about this. If everything's going to rejoice, because if you go back into verse 9 there, it says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness before him. All the earth, excuse me, the beauty of holiness, fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The world also that is established, it shall, be not, it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the field be, be filled with joy. Let the field be joyful, and all that is therein, then shall the then shall all the trees and the woods rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh. Think about that, church. They know grave's gonna hold my body down. They ain't no rock gonna get my shout. And I don't want trees to be better at praising God than me. And you ever thought about how a tree praises God? It's not a weeping willow. 
Ruth Bruce. Think about it for a second. Just think, church. God knows how to get glory. Then if you go back into the book of Deuteronomy, we won't, won't do this tonight. I've got several little verses here. We'll go through them. But, but these, were, these verses are followed in rejoice in. In Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 11, it says, And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee, and into thine house, and thou, and the Levites, and the strangers that is among you. Think about this. Thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, think about Hannah here for a second. Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. What happened to Hannah? Hannah needed to have a child. You say, Brother Ernie, needed? I'm telling you what, her heart was broke. Her spirit was broke. Her life was so down, not because she wasn't loved. Her husband loved her more than any of his other wives. But her heart and her spirit was broke because she had not had a child. And yet when she was blessed to get this child, Hannah says, hey, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. God gives you a gift. Rejoice in the gift that God gives. Church, that's what he just said in verse 1. Thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given thee. Unto thine house. Think about that, church. 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41. Now, now therefore arise, O Lord God, in thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord, be clothed with salvation. And let thy saints rejoice in goodness. I mean, just tell you, church, it's good to be in the house of God. And I don't care who ain't here tonight. I don't care who is here tonight. I care more about the fact that I feel like God is with me. The Spirit of God is present. I'm telling you something tonight, church. It's, it's a battle sometimes to stand in a podium and preach to folks. It's a battle sometimes to study out and preach to yourself. But, but when you finally get to the place you got to be and you're doing the things you got to do and you get there, it's fun, it's, it's fun to rejoice in God. We ought to be rejoicing. I will be glad and rejoice in me in Psalms chapter 9, verse 2. I will sing praise to thy name. Oh, thou most high. You and I are not talking to the devil tonight. We're talking to God. We're not, we're not talking about the devil. We're talking about God. If you stop to think about it this way tonight, church, uh, there are more folks going to hell than there are to heaven. And so those of us who are on our way to heaven ought to rejoice in that fact. Maybe if the folks on their way to hell saw happy Christians, they'd turn around a little bit more. Psalms chapter 20, verse 5, we will rejoice in thy salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banner, and the Lord will fulfill thy petitions. Think about it this way, church. I want you to think about this. We will rejoice in thy salvation, the salvation of God. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. What is our standard? The Bible, the banners were standards. What is our standards? What is our standard that we set up? The word of God, the will of God. The Lord will fulfill all thy petitions. 
Have you, got, have you ever figured out, and this is the kind of a side note there, how often the Bible tells us to life ourselves in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of our heart? If we're, we're worshiping God, we're rejoicing in salvation in the name of our Lord, and we set up our banners, we set it up the standard of God, that the Lord will fulfill all of our petitions. And Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, knock and it shall be open unto you, seek and you shall find. Think about it this way. How many times we find in the Bible that God is simply saying, pursue me, and you're going to be happy. <laughs> Why is everybody unhappy? Because they're pursuing other things. Verse 35, or chapter 35, verse 9, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. 97 and 12, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Every so often we have a dry season come our way. Every so often there's a time when we may not feel like getting up and preaching. We may not feel like getting up and singing. We may not feel like getting up and testifying. There, there's coming a time in our lives when we may not feel like getting up to come to church. I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to lie about it. There are some times when I just didn't feel like it, and I got up and I went anyways, and when I was done, I was glad to have been in the house of God. I was glad to have been able to read the Word of God. I was glad to hear somebody preach to me. I was glad to hear some of the songs that was taught. I might have been blessed by a testimony, but I'm just telling God every time do you feel like uh, doing it but if you'll do it you'll feel better for having done it Amen. every time rejoice in the Lord you righteous give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness Isaiah 61 and 10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord <laughs> now, now we had exceedingly or exceeding rejoice. If you go back over, we was told to exceeding rejoice. Now we find in Isaiah, he said, I will greatly rejoice. <laughs> it, it's not just going to be a little bit. It's going to be something wonderful. I will re greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with a garment of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. And as the bride adorneth herself with jewels. Now think about this church. I'm going to rejoice in God. My soul's going to be joyful in God. Uh, for God is what? He's clothed me in salvation. There ain't no better gift. No better gift. Romans chapter 5, you want to go over there this evening, just two, three, three more places, we'll be done. We all know these scriptures all, all, all by heart, most likely. I'm going to tell you, I use them quite a bit. I love Romans chapter 5. I love Romans chapter 8. I like 1, 2, 3, 4, and all the way through, but... You know, 16, but, but there's something special about some of these. You just kind of hang around them. Therefore, being justified by, by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm at peace with God because of Jesus. By whom we also have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. What is the glory of God, by the way? That's Jesus. 
at this word. Salvation. The glory of God. Think about it tonight. He, he said here, he said, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Not with man necessarily, because not everybody likes us. But we do have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope. My hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in salvation. God's salvation, by the way. The word of God. I'm hoping in tonight and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Thankful for that this evening. Philippians 3, 3 says, For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit. Now, now think about it this way. We're not the circumcision of the flesh, but we're the circumcision of the heart. I'm glad we didn't have to go to the temple on the eighth day and get circumcised. I'm glad tonight to think about it this way, that my righteousness is not counted by my fleshliness, but rather it's counted in the spiritual holiness of God through Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm glad tonight to know that I am part of the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. And it says, and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. And my flesh is vile. My flesh is wicked. My flesh is like throw up. But my spirit, because God gave it to me, is something wonderful. The old saying goes, and if you don't like it, lump it. If you don't want it, leave it. But I praise God that he liked it, loved it, cured it, freed it, and done away with the parts that were not necessary and no good. You stop to think about it, church. My Bible tells me that God's a pruner and knows how to do it. And the last one is this one. Rejoice in the Lord always. If we can get that one figured out, we will have better church services. We will live better Christian lives. And then we're reminded because it says, and again I say rejoice. Our rejoicing in the Lord, church, is a vital part to our spiritual growth. It's a vital part to our ability to lead others to Jesus. Nobody, there's probably not any good examples, but, but you ever thought about it this way? And I, I was watching a documentary the other night and, and, and going through it and just kind of listening. To, but, but I just, in my mind, I never could figure out how, how Nazism got to the United States. And people believed in the idioticness of Hitler and other, other people, not to say that, but, the, but, but they fell in love with, with Nazism. How in the world can you do that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense, and, but then it made sense to me. Because somebody believed what he was saying, was excited about what was being said, and related in such a manner that it caused that person to say, hey, this, to, this sounds pretty good. I think I'll listen a little longer. And they listened a little longer, and then somebody else was excited, and somebody else was excited, and they kept going on and on and on. And finally they begin to grow, and you say, well, Brother Ernie, that's not a good thing. Listen to me. I'm not talking about the message. I'm talking about the enthusiasm. That's what got them going, church. 
somebody walked up to one of them young men on the street and said, I got somebody you need to follow. Oh, yeah, who is he? He's Hitler. Who is he? Hitler. Why should I follow Hitler? Well, you know, he's an old man over there in Germany. Well, what about him? No enthusiasm. I'm not going to follow him. That's what we are about Jesus sometimes. You need to get saved. Why? Because you're a sinner. Why? How do you know? Well, the Bible says you ought to sin some sort of way. No enthusiasm. I will rejoice in thy salvation. I will rejoice in the righteousness of God. I'm going to rejoice in the holiness of God. I'm going to rejoice in the ability to worship God. I'm going to enjoy the ability to glory in God. I mean, if you stop to think about it tonight, church, I've got just a few verses here that I'm telling you that if we'll rejoice before God and we'll rejoice in God and in the things of God, then we'll start winning people over to God. But if you put your hands in your pockets and the frowns on your face and you never have anything good to say about God, nobody's going to know him. Hey, by the way, it's the same way about the way you act about your church. Think about that tonight. I've got about 25, well, I'm going to say this. we got about 25 t-shirts to buy, and Mariah's got about 25 of them to make. Maybe 30, I don't know. But why, why are we doing that, Brother Arnie? I think people in Fort Smith ought to know we're here. I, I wore mine around, all, all, I don't know, on Wednesday. I think we woke up Wednesday and we put on the ones that we had. We, we wore them again on Thursday. And, and I don't know, maybe Thursday and Friday. I, I, I don't remember how it all worked out there. But we wore, we wore our T-shirts and we was walking around. And I, and I noticed people doing this. They're trying to read what's on my shirt. That's all right. We wore not today Satan too. All through Lowe's and, and Walmart and at the restaurant and, and it was funny. They said, Boy, I like your shirt. And none of them asked me where I went to church at. It's not, you know. So I'm gonna put where I go to church and I'm gonna wear it around Springdale and Fort Smith and everywhere I'm at. And I'm not ashamed of you. I hope you're not ashamed of me. I'm sure not ashamed of God. Brother Danny, you've been handing out pens. You need some more of them? Get a few more on your way out. Pens put in their hand, and they look down there, and they say, oh, yeah, Brother Danny gave me this. Oh, what's it say? First Free Will Baptist Portion? That's all right. Every church I know where people are excited about where they go grows. It does. Even the ones that don't need any growth in them. People ought to be running away from them. Fleeing them. They grow because people are excited. Number one thing I hear about churches all over the land, people are, I'm comfortable there. I pray to God you're not comfortable here if you're wrong, but you are if you're right. You think about that. Only the people who are in 
good, good friends with the Lord ought to be comfortable. And then they ought to be rejoicing because they're comfortable. Amen. Go ahead and stand this evening. Father, tonight we thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace. Thank you, dear God, for your word today. Lord, I'm so glad to be in your house, Lord, and be with these that are here. And God, those that are not able to be here, we pray the Bible tonight. Help them, Lord, if they could be. Lord, those who choose not to come, we pray, God, speak to their hearts.